Welcome to the 18th episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset, where we'll be looking at some of the big things to have happened this week, uh, so as we can go into the next week with a better vibe. So, Athena, I don't mean to alarm you, but this has been one of the vibiest weeks we've had yet. Uh, there have been a whole range of winners, losers, and so many stories that I really want to discuss. Um, I think we're just going to have to get straight into it. Let's let's dive in the good news. Yeah, so we're all about a wholesome content here, aren't we? Of course. And yeah, and we're also uh, all about big players. I'd like to combine some wholesome content and a big player with the story of wisdom, which is an awful name for a 70-year-old bird. He's an albatross and he lives in the middle of the Pacific and he has just become the oldest bird to ever hatch a child. So there you go. You're never too old. Well, um, yeah, I guess by the time you're a 70-year-old albatross, other birds kind of expect you to be a grandfather rather than a father. But um, good for wisdom. I mean, you know, if he feels like that's something he can <laughs> he can do well. <laughs> well, it's something he can do. Something he can do very well. Uh, this is actually his 40th chick, which you know, hats off to wisdom here. I mean, he's been a busy boy. Yeah, right, get a hand it to the bird. And it's very impressive considering he's named Wisdom. Like, it's the least original name for an old bird you could imagine. There we go. And he's even bigger, even bigger winner this week uh, because the islands he lives on in the middle of the Pacific, for some reason, have grown by 8% despite rising sea levels and all of that. University of Auckland has been doing a study on a load of Pacific islands and they found an 8% growth. And I'm not entirely sure why, but they seem to be gaining land, which is a nice thing. How come? Is it like, is there a volcano on that island? How come its territory is increasing? Yeah, so it's not just one island as well. It's uh, it's a whole host of them right across the Pacific. The best, uh, best theory that we have is that coral reefs um, are sort of depositing uh, new new land which sort of washes up and forms on the edges of these islands. Oh, so it's yet another good news for coral. We, we love these here. It's Yeah, coral really does uh, come out tops on this show, doesn't it? Big, big coral fans. Coral, big winner of the Sunday Vibe Reset pretty much mm. every week. And another big winner of the week is Clara Ampho, the radio DJ who has now had a Barbie doll released in her image as a Barbie role model. Uh, and it's one of the first black Barbie dolls that we've ever seen. That's great. I mean, shout out to um, the Barbie people who uh, decided to acknowledge everything she's done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely done a lot this year. Uh, big year for her. But I said it's been an eclectic week and I... I normally love to run through the winners and losers because the winners, you get joy from their wins and the losers, you know, there's always a little bit of uh, happiness that can come from them. But this week's been an odd one. Uh, and there's a whole host of people who I'm not sure if they won or lost, but they've definitely confused me enough that I want to, I want to discuss it here. I've got a platform. Why not? <laughs> and I'd say 
Definitely, I'm arguing on the winner's side here. We have the first platypus sanctuary has opened in Australia, and they're hoping to have 65 platypuses by 2022. That's incredible. Please tell me that they're naming it in honour of Perry the platypus. Yeah, I don't know. You remember, it's in Australia, and the Australians have no skill when it comes to naming things. That's why they ended up with New South Wales, Snowy Mountains, Great Sandy Desert. So I can't imagine they'll have that sort of creativity. Although... We should we should start getting worried, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. And my, my big question is, why hasn't there been a platypus sanctuary before in Australia? Like, what are they doing? It's the most Australian thing I could imagine. And elsewhere, nature's been having a bit of a weird week where uh, some researchers have decided, instead of doing something useful with their time, to make a Minecraft model of the Cairngorm National Park in Scotland, which is 1,748 metres squared, entirely in Minecraft, for people to look around. How Which feels very lockdown as a story, doesn't it? How long did that take? I'd, I don't know. They, uh, I don't think they laid each like block hand by hand. I think there was some computer thing going. But I really like the idea of having some intern kid sort of uh, having to lay down an entire national park of oh, small right. squares. It just sounds like some computer science student that's locked up in their room. And just goes, what could I do that is not actual uni work? Yeah, it's maybe it's turbo procrastination. But then I guess that's sort of what Minecraft's for. So there we go. Did she have any point in that other than just people visiting? They just, they just did it uh, to build and then let people let people have a little look around. But yeah, so that's definitely an advantage for children. Children's art is going to be displayed all around the UK in the place of advertising uh, across big screens in a new initiative from the National Gallery. If you know people can't go to galleries at the moment, so they're going to put not real art out on the streets. That's excellent, but also mm. I can imagine that puts some kind of pressure on the kids. Like I can quite imagine, pretty much half of these are just going to end up being actually the parents drawings because the kid will be like i can't grow and that was going to be on a big advertising screen help me yeah are you are you doubting people are really going to get into the spirit of this i'm hoping they will because in theory that's a very wholesome project but also kids Mm. and now moving on we've got the three big stories of the week um you know, the the ones that everyone's been talking about. And the first is possibly my favourite, or at least it's the happiest. And it's uh, in Finland. Nothing to do with lockdown, but they've decided that they'd like to go windsurfing in the winter. And we all know this is obviously not fun. No one wants to do water sports in the winter. Uh, But that's fine, because there's no water in Finland in the winter. It's all ice. And they've developed windsurfers that can go across the ice and sail on the Baltic Sea right through winter and they can reach speeds of 100 kilometers an hour which I thought sounded crazy and terrifying and I didn't know why people would do this 
until I found this quote from a man who invented it that says, it feels great and you forget to breathe sometimes. So I have no trust in this. Like, <laughs> that's not selling it to me, to be honest. I did hear about those. And uh, I got to say, after we go to the Copenhagen Museum of Happiness, like we said we did last week, I think we should go try these out. Well, yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, I feel they'll be in a museum of happiness. Uh, although maybe happiness isn't the only emotion I'd feel doing that. I mean, imagine going 100 kilometers an hour across like ice. No yes. one wants. Everyone wants to do that. Nah, sounds sounds nothing. My headline of the week, which is something that I've been looking for. You know, sometimes the article isn't all that you want. Sometimes you just want one sentence and you don't want to learn any more about it. My headline of the week is Entire pavement stolen from Storrington Village overnight. Now, I haven't really read into this and I don't intend to. I just love the idea that instead of stealing something that you want, you steal a pavement, which no one has any use for in their day-to-day life, do they? That's like, so obviously we're students, so we've heard about people stealing cones on their way back. Yeah, yeah. we've all stolen a traffic cone, not that we all have, of course. Uh, but yeah, I, I've, I've never come home with a whole pavement. Like, I don't know where you'd keep it. Can you imagine if that person who did that was blacked out? I just woke up and found out that they brought an entire pavement in their living room. I think <laughs> I think this beats the um, sheep in the bed story from Wales that happened a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, this is quite exotic. Um, so yeah, top notch for originality. Um, no marks for crime. Not endorsed. Um, <laughs> but now. We, we've had a long-running, awesome person of the week on this show. We love to celebrate someone who's done something incredible, something positive. And I'd like to put forward a little counter-argument. And my big loser of the week, and someone that we can all agree was wrong. There's a man who went from Salford to Preston by helicopter, because, you know, you do, uh, because he was craving, and I quote, Roast beef in a gravy balm with caramelised onion. And that's an 80-mile trip to go and get a sandwich for lunch in your helicopter. And uh, Manchester police are currently investigating this because uh, they believe it's not really in the spirit of lockdown. But you've sort of got to hand it to him. Like, if you've got a helicopter, you might as well. Right. I really want to know what that man will be doing on the 21st of June because if that's what he's doing for a sandwich in lockdown, I can't imagine how wide it's going to be when the country opens up again. Yeah, that's him on, that's like low key him. I'm excited. I mean, anything could happen. But I thought it was interesting that he said roast beef, roast beef and gravy balm. And I thought, balm. That's, you don't hear bar much down uh, down Bathway, do you? So we're going to play a little quiz and I'm going to try and educate you on some English words for bread. 
and we're going to see Athena living in France. You've been gone over a year. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Sorry, you've been gone almost a year. Do you know all of your words for bread? Now, all of this data has come from a YouGov survey where they surveyed 25,000 English people. So they uh, looked at every county and they've worked out the most common name for a bread roll uh, for every county other than Rutland. And they haven't really justified why they haven't done Rutland, but no data for Rutland, every other county. <laughs> and we'll see. Athena is a cob a word for bread? Or did I just make that up? Oh, wow. It's not? No, it is. A cob is a over 50% of people in the North Midlands use the word cob for a bread roll. Next up, snags. Are snags bread rolls or are they not bread rolls? I'm trying to picture someone, you know, looking serious was ordering a snags. But also English people just don't surprise me at this point with some weird words. So Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I guess it's fake. Fake. That is correct. Snag is the Aussie word for sausage. <laughs> we told you they couldn't name anything. Next up, knob. Does anywhere in Britain say knob? For example, could you have a meat knob? It appears that name has many meanings. Whatever you interpret. No, like, listen, uh, I was thinking about doorknob. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You could, uh, you could definitely, you know, slap some meat on your doorknob. I'll say it's fake. No, knob. You may remember from an earlier article, we discussed how the Dorset knob throwing championships had been cancelled. Oh. So, knob... It didn't come up in a Yugo survey as one of the most popular names, but it definitely is a word for a sort of bread cake. And finally, scuffler. Is this a word that you think could be used for bread? Or, you know, is this not a bread roll in any shape or form? That one's true. That one is true. However, less than 3% of people use it. But just from the sound of it, you can say it's a very thick, bread yeah i don't really know what a scuffler is like i don't think i'd have got that but um yeah very well identified hmm. it sounds so like kind of like a, a scones yeah maybe maybe if anyone knows what a scuffler is uh do send one in uh we accept gifts so there you go athena you scored two out of four hey i passed technically yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was 50 percent the hardest English quiz you'll ever do. Probably, yeah. Right, the next story I've got for you, after i got to say a pretty incredible score at naming bread rolls, is um, about curfew in France. So, as you know, in France, you have to stay at home from 6pm till 6am every day. Yeah, tough one. Well, as it turns out, there was this guy who was running along the beach. In the distance... He sees some policemen who quite clearly see that he is not supposed to be outside and he is not outside for reasons that could justify breaking curfew because he's having a drug. 
So one of the many criminals that we've had in this week's episode. Exactly. Thing is, that 54-year-old man is training for a triathlon, which means that he sees the policeman and he jumps into the nine degrees water and he <laughs> swims away. Then he swims further than 200 meters from shore into the sea. Police brings everything they have, including a helicopter, because they think he's dead. <laughs> he is not, and he just comes home. And finally, his wife brings up the police, who had been looking for him for over two hours. This man is my hero. I would love to... This man is like Wisdom the Bird, but in human form. Like, <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> just doesn't care. That's amazing. Like, we've had quite a few stories of people finding little clever little loopholes, but um, we've not had swim away yet. Quite good. In other good news, our first one is about the English National Opera and a London hospital who are offering breathing lessons taught to opera singers to help long COVID-19 patients to learn to breathe again. Well, that could be extra useful if you'd taken up ice windsurfing and you'd forgotten how to breathe so there you go maybe they should uh, branch out take it international exactly see i love how great minds think alike and our stories just connect like that it's um, like it's almost planned <laughs> in other news according to a recent scientific study pigs which are as we all know one of the smartest domestic animals on earth can play video games with their snouts. And apparently they're pretty good at it. We get a lot of pigs on this show as well, don't we? Um, why would a pig want to play a video game? I mean, I can see why they might want to explore a Scottish National Park in Minecraft. But, you know, beyond that, I can't really think of any video games that appeal to pigs. Well, maybe those pigs are getting bored of lockdown. So we all know that... Um, People in Scotland have the tradition of naming their snowplows. Yes, some wonderful snowplows up in Scotland. Um, one, amongst, one, one fine, fine decision that it was to make those. Amongst my favourite names, Lord Caldermort. Lord Caldermort, excellent. Darth Spreader. <laughs> Spreader, yeah. These are very bad. And I think this is why we shouldn't ever let the public decide anything, because they do votes for these, don't they? Wait. Snowshally distanced. It's topic. It's on topic, isn't it? Um, someone someone thought of that. I'm really annoyed with someone for thinking that, but someone thought of it and then said it. And, and then someone put it on a snowplow. <laughs> um, Spready Mercury. <laughs> yeah, cracking. My uh, my mum has a an app on her iPad where you can uh, track the ships that come in and out, and they all have rubbish names. But I've noticed you can also get one where you can track the Scottish snowplows. And I'd really like to see. Like, I reckon if you spent long enough watching it, I mean, we all have the time these days, don't we? If you spent long enough watching it, you could definitely sort of get some interesting interactions between uh, Spready Mercury and. Britney Spears, you know, you must end up with a little cl 
clusters every now and then. Something interesting must happen. To sort of Probably, yes. you know, go around in random directions. <laughs> I've got another person I'd like to talk to you about. I don't know if he's a legend or a complete idiot. Well, I think we've had a lot of that this week. I don't know who we should award awesome person to. Will it be this guy coming through on a big win? Should it go to um, the man who flew his helicopter 80 miles to get a sandwich? Like, there's a lot of contenders for stupid people this week. This guy, he's 88 years old. And he was caught speeding at 191 kilometers per hour by the police. His excuse, he said he was late for his COVID vaccine. I mean, like, fair, I would. (laughs) Imagine missing out on your COVID vaccine. I'd do unspeakable things. (laughs) He was on a road that was supposed to be limited to 110 kilometers per hour, if that makes it any better. Holland now covers hundreds of bus stops with plants and they're called green roofs and bees can take refuge there. It's very Dutch, isn't it? I like that. That's a really good, just wholesome idea. There must be so many parts of the city, like bus stops, it, you know, why not just plant them up? Why not fill them up? Yeah, top notch. Another wholesome initiative of this week, the San Francisco's Cuddle Club unites senior people and senior dogs who need companionship, exercise and affection. You've managed to out-wholesome there. That's very good. <laughs> Older, I mean, old people, we all love old people. They're cute, doing nice things always telling you lovely stories but old dogs even better like old dogs i'd uh, i've seen a lot of people arguing recently better than young puppies uh, i'm starting to i'm starting to warm to that old dogs old people clever pairing i can see what they did there in san francisco very sensible two companies in london and vienna are now turning leftover bread into beer to fight food waste you can turn bread into beer. Apparently. Hold on, let me go and get that loaf out of the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a this is a very important knowledge as well. Um, you know, we're all going to be going. We're all going to be going back to the pub and spending a lot of money on alcohol when they when they reopen. Imagine if you could do prees on bread, because that's actually the best bit of a night out, isn't it? You come back, you have your bread, you have your toast. Uh, you try and make toast sometimes goes wrong um, that's, yeah that's the best bit of the night but what if that was breeze like you could start on a high bread breeze this is a why, why has no one told me this sooner I really want to turn my bread into alcohol now <laughs> and a final good news to leave you on an excellent vibe for this coming week South Korea is organising daytime disco parties for people over 65 to tackle loneliness and dementia. Daytime disco. That's like, I assume this is going to be like, um, it's going to have that bingo lingo vibe, isn't it? Where it's too early to start drinking. You're like a bit confused. You're not quite sure what's going on. Yeah, daytime disco, perhaps best disco, but... I'd say the big drawback with this is how do you get a disco ball to work in a day? Just not going to happen. But if they can get over that one, probably quite minor hurdle, 
I I think this will be a wonderful idea. I mean, I'm hoping they've got some good engineers working. Yeah, if they put their crack team on this, like the people who are developing the virus vaccines, like they they're done now, aren't they? They've completed their job. Put them on making a disco ball work in the daytime. Uh, it's probably the next thing we have to solve. That sounds about right. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. This was episode 18 of the Sunday Vibe Resets and you'll be back from us next week.